Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm James. Before we get started on today's episode, big thank you to our sponsor, Wrestling Central. James is actually wearing an Elam Brothers shirt as we record, which is one of my favorite shirts they have. It's like incredibly soft. It's got both the Elam Brothers. Um, So uh, if you are still looking for some holiday gifts for the wrestler in your life, um, it's not too late to get some stuff. So they've got custom wrestling gear. They got shoes. They got backpacks. They got hats. They've got all your Mizzou wrestling needs as well. Um, great local Missouri business that supports our podcast and supports Mizzou wrestling. So go check them out at wrestling-central.net. Um, so just diving into it, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Yes, Wednesday, Wednesday right? the yeah. 6th. Um, coming off, Colin Raff. Oh, my gosh. Recruit out of Pennsylvania, number 15 overall on the 2025 big board. He just committed to Mizzou. Um, he's a 150 pounder, number two at that weight. Pennsylvania a, guy. Pennsylvania guy. Uh, huge get. I I can't emphasize how big this is. Not just for to get a guy that's in the top 20, um, but to get a guy from Pennsylvania. That uh, the last PA guy that Mizzou's gotten from there was 2007 with Troy Dolan. Um, and Rath. He's he's number 15 right now, but definitely feels like he's a guy that could get into that top 10. Uh, and I was doing some deep dives, not too deep, but uh, on Mizzou past 10 years or so, the only other top 20 recruits that they have in the past 10 years, Jaden Cox. Worked out great. Keegan O'Toole. Worked out great. Rocky Elam. Worked out great. Yep. Uh, you know, Zeke Seltzer and um, Josh Edmond were right bubble guys, like top 25-ish, but those are the only top 20 guys. You cut that down to the top 10, if Rath gets up there, Jaden – Keegan and then Aidenson players coming in at number eight yeah. um, for 2024. So huge get that class of 2025 is shaping up to be something special. Um, I've got an interview with Don Bambinelli out of Georgia, number 51 overall later tonight. Um, and then you've got the Peyton Westfall and and Sam Samson Stillwell out of Missouri. I mean, it's top just two Missouri up to guys. Be yeah, really, really awesome. Danny Heiser, Hank Bencher. I mean, it's it's huge. It's growing. You know, they're, this 2018 class that's all about to graduate is obviously huge, but, man, is Mizzou reloading. <clears throat> yeah, and it's awesome to kind of open that door to Pennsylvania. You know, everyone knows that they've got great wrestlers up there. So to yeah. to really start pulling them in and that being a feeder for – I mean, it's one guy, but you know what I mean, that that could I mean, begin to open the door for them to be a feeder like we see at Wisconsin in the in-state talent in Missouri. I mean, that would be a game changer. And I, I highly uh, suggest taking a listen to uh, – PA Power Wrestling, uh, that's where Rath is college commitment. He uh, talked on there about how Mizzou actually didn't, wasn't even one of the schools that originally like reached out to him. His dad actually emailed Mizzou's coaches and was like, hey, we're really interested in you guys, really big fans. Like, let's set something up. And then just went from there. Rath talked about uh, him with Kendrick Maple and just Maple's impact with that. I mean, it's just huge. It's, it's big. Like you said, getting that kid from PA, opening that pipeline, just getting getting Mizzou's name out there. Mizzou doesn't just have to recruit in the Midwest. They can get guys coast to coast. I mean, it's it's great. Yeah, it's super, super exciting. Um, but we're going to talk some wrestling now, some wrestling that actually happened, starting with Mizzou taking out Oklahoma uh, at home. Yeah, that was a while ago, so we'll keep it kind of brief and just kind of hit the – 
the highlights of uh, and takeaways of what happened. So I am going to let James start it off because, like I said on the podcast last week, I actually had a work event, so I missed the first three matches. So yeah, so Mizzou won thirty to twelve. Um, seven seven of the matches. Uh, so they started at two eighty five. Zach Elam took out took out number fourteen at the time. Josh Heinzelman two one decision. Pretty boring match. Uh, Zach got an escape, and then he put on a third period ride out. Uh, Heinzelman's only point came from two stall calls. They hit Zach for stalling in the first or second period in neutral, and then in the third period when he was on top, it might have been a little warranted. You know, Zach was kind of working the two on one, uh, maybe trying to look for that wrist tilt, but mm-hmm. Heinzelman wasn't really giving it to him. So, you know, just close win is what it is. Get a win. Solid. Absolutely. Um, 125, Noah Certain comes out against Conrad Hendrickson, who is now in the rankings. Wasn't originally, but he got in. Um, and Certain looked really good. Hendrickson, very defensive, very positional. Certain worked through things, uh, got some turns, got the major. Solid win there. Yeah, he talked in the post-match interview <clears throat> a little bit about, you know, that – uh, even though he's, you know, glad to have gotten the major, I think he knew that there was like a little bit left in the tank and that they kind of started off sluggish a little bit at some of those lighter weights. And, you know, he made it work to kind of get a tilt and work for stuff. But I think his coaches kind of wanted him to push for a few more points. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he, like you said, all the lighter guys kind of kind of felt a little sluggish and slow. And that really showed out at 133 pounds where Zeke Seltzer took the loss to Jace Colzer. Um, who was number 33. Uh, he lost 4-1. Seltzer beat Colzer last year. Yeah. It's just, I, it just seems that, sounds like it's that weight cut. Yeah. He's, he's not I a think... small 133. He's not used to having to make it every week. Uh, and he, we'll, we'll talk more on him later, but the OU duel was was not his best showing. No, I think Certain <clears throat> said something about like uh, everyone needed to work off the turkey a little bit better than they did. You know, that was a... Uh, Duel right off Thanksgiving break, so yeah. Hopefully, you can chalk it up to something like that. But so this next one, one forty-one. This is like where I came in, and it was crazy because I came in during they were reviewing, they were reviewing something of regular time. Yes, and it was tied, and I started watching, and Josh Edmond is ends up getting like a huge move takedown, and everyone's cheering, everyone's so excited. And then they review it and time and run out. And that's what they rule. So then it goes to sudden victory. Yeah, it was a super exciting match. Uh, Schwartz uh, came out with a very clear game plan, kind of OU in general, with a pretty obvious game plan for the most part of slowing the matches down, not letting the zoo get to their scores. Uh, Schwartz was on his knees the whole match. Like truly on his knees the whole, like yes. wrestling from his knees. Um, Edmund, Edmund handled it really well, hit a really nice, this like slide by, go behind type move. Uh, caught him kind of reaching and using that speed. Um, Schwartz got two near fall and, and I want to say an escape and then maybe a stall late or something like that to to maybe he had two escapes and two near falls, something like that, but to make it tied. But yeah, it looked like Edmund had hit a takedown right at the end of regulation. They reviewed it, took it away, um, goes to overtime. Another big sequence happens. Schwartz ends up coming out on top, almost pins Edmund. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, frustrating match. Schwartz ends up taunting the crowd a little bit, got pretty chippy there. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know that we'll see this one again because two days later it looked like Schwartz had a pretty, pretty significant injury against West Virginia. So 
I mean, like he, his arm was in a sling by the end of the duel. Yeah, you know, I don't want to speculate on injuries about injuries on here, but we'll see. We'll see if that match happens again. Hopefully, hopefully it does. Hopefully, Schwartz comes back healthy and and Edmund can get a chance to match up with him at Big Twelves or, or NCAA's. Yeah, that would be great. And this one bled into uh, one forty nine, which is the one that I, in the preview I said I had this one circled, and I was really excited to see. Joffrey against uh, William McDougald, you know, some tough ranked competition and kind of not the same score or anything, but kind of the same situation where it was tied uh, 1-1 and then it had to go to uh, to sudden victory. And in this one, Mizzou came out on top and Joffrey was able to get the takedown and, and claim it. And that was really cool to see. I mean, I wish you would have seen more scoring during the match, but to be able to kind of, uh, you know, gut it out and get that final takedown and get the win was really impressive to me. Yeah, Joffrey, kind of how we talked, it was a match that McDougald really tried to float to the edge. He used yep. an underhook. Joffrey just hung it, hung with it, wrestled his game plan, got that cradle at the end for the takedown. Um, but what really stuck out to me what was after in the media time uh, when we, uh, Keegan was asked about Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he talked – he. He talked so highly about him, how a glowing review, but how he motivates Keegan. And I mean, it was and that guy's in the room all the time. He's always wanting to push himself. Like, you know, coming into the season after rest loss, when Joffrey won, I was a little hesitant just because last year when he was at 157, uh, had a couple starts in the duels, wrestled a scuffle. And I was just like, oh, I feel like, you know, this guy has does some good things, but feels like he's not like all the way there. Not putting it all together. Doesn't really feel like he's like focused on every match necessarily but i mean he looks like a completely different wrestler this you can season. tell he's put in some serious work in the offseason he, he's paying off he's wrestling better he's he's never stops wrestling in a position which was something that i kind of thought was an issue last year but he's always working through positions uh keegan talked about how much work they put in over the summer and that's very obvious with he's got that similar type of patience um you know still working on the timing and things like that but but man, gets his first ranked win here, and and I really like his upside going forward. Did he get put in the rankings after this? Yeah, I think he's at. I think he's number twenty now. Wow, I think that's they great. bumped him to number twenty. Uh, so, and he, he'll have another chance this week. We'll talk about once we get into Wyoming. Yep, absolutely. So um, that goes into uh, Mahler's match against uh, John Wiley, and this was another great one to see Mahler continuing to open up at this new 157 weight class. Ends up getting a major, which is great to see. You know, I think in the interview room as well, he was kind of asked about like, you know, what have you done to kind of get out of that? You know those three, two matches, those five, four matches and, and really open up and he's been doing it historically. So. Yeah. He, and Wiley doesn't have the best record, but he, he was a blue chipper out of high he's school, tough. beat Panero Johnson last year. He, he's still kind of developing and figuring things out, but he's no slouch. And and this was all Mahler. Yeah. I mean, it was he a looked, great match. He looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, 165 Keegan O'Toole does Keegan O'Toole things gets the pin with the cradle in the second period. It was um, you could hear the crowd like as soon as he starts to go for it, like there's just this murmur. Oh it. yeah, because once he's going for it, there's very few times you're getting out of it. Well, and the 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 best part was he did something you don't see too often, which is hit a cradle from the bottom position. Sure, uh, you know, gets that reversal and almost immediately locks up a cradle uh, and just pins Carlson. Carlson had a tough weekend, went on to get pinned by Peyton Hall too. Um, but man, Keegan just does his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then Mako did his thing. Oh my gosh. You need to go back and look at some of the clips from this Mako match. He ends up getting a tech fall. So again, like just feels like an elevation of, I mean, he's gotten techs and pins before, but just kind of seems like he's consistently outscoring these guys and putting on a dominant <clears throat> performance. But one of the takedowns he got, like the guy's got a wizard and Mako like kicks his leg up and does like, a, a not, just, not just a cartwheel to like the other side of the body or something like a full 360 cartwheel and I, like you know had a lot of really clean and you know textbook finishes as well but i think in the room uh or in the media room coach said you know that's not one that we teach in here i don't know what that was or something like that it was so fun to watch it was a pure mako takedown i don't know anyone else that hits the kind of stuff he does i think uh, ben Askren even tweeted like what is this yeah and piccolo again super tough guy uh, wrestled Mako to a 6-5 decision at Big 12s last year for Mako to come out and just pick him apart. I mean, 16-1, to 1, mm -hmm. he was getting his takedowns. He was getting near fall. Just, just I mean, that was one of the best versions of Mako I think I've seen in his career, genuinely. Yeah. Where we're at right now with Mahler kind of also opening up there, like this part of the lineup oh is gosh. just getting so exciting. And it doesn't stop at 184, or at least I hope it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. You know, uh, going on to 184, Clayton Whiting comes out. Reels off six takedowns for the 19 to 4 tech. Over I mean, just Giuseppe Hoos. A master class, just like I mean, precise and. He, I I think that if you probably looked at everyone with takedowns, it's just like the same thing, just over and over and over, just perfect. Meticulous. Yes. And he gets in the same positions and he does the same things and they're all right. Um, one thing I've talked about, we haven't really seen his defense, his like takedown defense challenged too much lately. Um, but. Man, his offense is just is just so good right now. It it's, really is. It's ridiculously good. Um, uh, and we've talked a lot about Whiting versus Hawks for that 184 spot. Right now, you can't really take out a guy that is that hot. Just you getting know? texts and I mean, these are ranked guys. They're not super highly ranked guys, but he's 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 taking these ranked guys that you're putting in front of him, and he's just absolutely running through them. There's you. He's doing great. I can't wait to see him get some higher ranked guys. Um, he's got 184, such a tough weight class, especially in the Big 12, and he'll have plenty of chances to kind of hit that upper echelon of guys. Mm -hmm. um, Mizzou ends up forfeiting at 197. Just being honest, don't love it as a fan. Um, I don't. I you know doesn't Rocky ended up wrestling the next day at the Clash. I understand not wanting to put Rocky out there in his first match back. Hasn't been practicing all the time. Uh, it becomes a little more understandable when you understand the the context. You know, Rocky just coming back, hasn't been practicing a ton, going to get matches at the Clash the next day, a little more spread out, a little more of a warm-up while still getting a ranked match. Um, Cassatt did weigh in and was there, but uh, the team took a bus to the Cougar Clash that next night, and so I think it was like once Mako had won and kind of – like during Mako's match, once it, it was clear he was going to win – Cassat, I the think, team was like, was high enough. yeah, they were getting on the bus, getting ready to go. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but Tommy Hagen's out. Uh, I saw him post picture. He had knee surgery. You're, and they, uh, we've seen Hawks wrestle up a few times, but this is not really an opponent where you want him to wrestle up. And he and Hawks wrestled at the, the class the next too. day too. Yeah. So yeah, Mizzou just a little thin at that weight. Um, but so that is what it is. But Mizzou only drops two matches technically on the night and just gets a really strong win over a very solid Oklahoma team. Yep. 
Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about they wrestled at the Cougar Clash the next day. Um, you know, you got four guys. Well, I guess they came back with four titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Edmond and some guys wrestled at the duel and the Cougar Clash the next day. So important to keep in mind, you make wait for that duel two hours before. So probably around five o'clock. And then Cougar Clash, you're probably weighing in eight nine maybe yeah, maybe early early like yeah maybe around nine i don't remember the exact time but so that's a short turnaround you're not getting the same recovery that you normally do from a weight cut no and if you look at the guys so josh edmund um zeke seltzer and zach elam all weighed in uh both all times. wrestled both times josh edmund gets a title doesn't bl- really blow anyone out necessarily at the top but again coming into the season we were talking about josh edmund What's his weight going to look like? How's he going to handle that cut? Looks like he's handling it really well. Um, kind of the other side of it, Zeke Seltzer don't, doesn't seem to be handling that cut super well. Mm-hmm. He ends up going 0-2. Uh, kind of, I think he got teched in the first match and then yeah. majored in the second by guys that you would not expect uh, uh, someone like Seltzer, not even just a ranked guy, but someone like Seltzer to to have those kinds of results. We didn't get to watch it the we were super busy that day and then the stream was just one mat uh, oh my gosh it was so frustrating <clears throat> yeah this the stream was we were out and about like we could have pulled it up but it was like only every once in a while you catch a mizzou guy well and and that goes down and then track wrestling crashed that day so we couldn't even follow results online it kind of became a mess we ended up catching the finals i went back and tried to rewatch some of them mm-hmm. um but so we were going off tweets most of the day yes so Josh Edmond got a title, Zeke Seltzer, or not Zeke Seltzer, uh, Zach Elam got a title, um, and then Joel Milan and Nate Pulliam split at 149, um, and Rocky won too. So Rocky, he went 4-0 and beat number 17 Garrett Joel's Minnesota in the finals. Um, that was pretty good. Not super exciting. Definitely don't think it's like the best version of Rocky, but uh, we'll see him continue to to kind of get back to form. Open up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zach won, got three pins on the way. He's trying to get 100 wins. He's probably going to make it this season. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him hit another open or so yeah. just because there's no tournaments on the schedule. Um, some other guys that look solid. Uh, Cam Steed made the finals. <clears throat> he was wrestling number 11, Vinny Zerbin, and actually up uh, 3-2, I believe. And then – he really liked how he was wrestling. He kept getting to that cow catcher position, trying to work him over. Yep. Uh, very strong from there. Has hit that on plenty of guys. Uh, Zerbin managed to fight out of it. Zerbin actually a Missouri kid from CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, Same but, as Mahler and uh, – Nope, Mahler's from Tolton. Who's from – Oh, I don't know who I'm thinking of. I don't know either. Jack Flynn's the head coach there. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Former Missouri wrestler. Yeah. Who did not go to high school there. I don't think so. I don't think we have any current kids from there off no. the top of my head. No starters, at least. But if Flynn wants to send us some. That would be great. CBC was a, has definitely been a huge school uh, historically. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Seeds ends up getting hurt. He posts on his elbow. Didn't look great. We'll have to see uh, what his return looks like because it felt like Steed could have won that match. Um Conway took third, pretty solid. His only loss was to Vinny Zerbin. Um, let's see. Who? Conway? Yeah, Jay Conway. Mm-hmm. Um, Cade Moore, 
he he placed fourth at 133. He lost two matches to the same guy, Tyler Wells of Minnesota, who's a true freshman uh, in red shirt right now. The first match was I think like seven to two or something like that, but then the next one was three to two. So Cade yeah. Moore is a guy who I, I think is kind of a sleeper potentially at that weight for Missouri. And then uh, Colton Hawks got a big one, big win, taking out number six Isaiah Salazar of Minnesota in the semis. Um, Again, didn't get to see it. Sounds like he put Salazar on his back and and had a good run there. But then in the finals, got kind of dominated by Max McAnelli, who was a top 15 recruit out of 2023. But he's a true freshman, too. True freshman, undefeated on the year with eight tech falls. Uh, tech Hawks, 23-6, to six, just kind of beat him up. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a weird match. It was not – I. It was not the version of Hawks that we're kind of used to mm-hmm. seeing. Um, I was I was pretty surprised watching that match. I don't know, you know, coming off a big win over Salazar. I don't know, but we'll we'll just kind of have to see what happens there. And I mean that that guy is super talented for oh, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, other guys that went Preston Spray finished six at 125 pounds. Um, Owen Yules didn't place. Uh, like I said, Pulliam and Mylan split. Which is uh, exciting to see when you got two Mizzou guys in the finals. Yeah, and Milan in the quarterfinals actually got an 8-5 decision over Drew Roberts of Minnesota, who uh, at the time was like number 19 or number 20, so really solid win there. <clears throat> um, let's see, got to make sure. Sean Harmon got fourth. Yeah. Um, and he he lost 7-4 to that McAnally kid. So, again, just kind of surprised to see that tech fall against Were Colton Were all of his opponents from Minnesota? Uh Probably no. His first one was SIUE, oh, yeah. but I think Rocky, Rocky wrestled the Little Rock guy and then three Minnesota guys. A lot of our guys are prepped for a duel against Minnesota. Oh my if gosh, that were yeah. to happen, absolutely. Uh, Jesse Cassatt didn't place. Um, oh, I put DMP on Rocky. That's supposed to be first. Uh, Jared Stoner he placed eighth. Um, again, undersized heavyweight, true freshman. I I'm interested in his potential. We'll see how he looks in a in in a couple of years. Um, so that was the Cougar Clash. Uh, big takeaways that Colton Hawks match. Yeah. Uh, Zeke Seltzer and Cade Moore. Josh Edmonds' weight looks really good. So I think those and are And Rocky being things. back. Rocky being back. Yep. I think so. So now we'll preview that Wyoming duel. Sounds good. Get us get us started because that, that first one's the the headline, isn't it? Yeah. That So Wyoming, really solid team. Um, last year, Mizzou won this duel 28 to 10. Uh, uh, they just are coming off a really solid CKLV performance. Which was stacked this year. Oh, my gosh, way. yeah. CKLV was stupid good. Uh, they were projected to get like nine points, and they got, I think, 44 or 43. Um, very solid tournament from them. They've got a lot of young guys in their lineup right now. I think three true freshmen are projected to start for them, and then they've got some other young guys as well. <clears throat> um, but 125, that's kind of the premier match of the night, on paper at least. You got numbers uh, – 15, Yori Volk taking on Noah Certain, just one spot ahead of him. Uh, both these guys are All-American contenders. Yori Volk was a true freshman last year who was a U-20 world champ. Um, I think he, had, he was like the two seed maybe or something like that coming into N, uh, Big 12s and then had a solid run at NCAAs but didn't place uh, last year. He majored Certain 11-1, to but I couldn't go back and find the actual match, but I was reading my, my write-up and – it was certain. I, I, it was. I believe it was Volt getting in on a leg and certain trying to hit that elevator that he 
sometimes has success with, mm -hmm. usually has success with, I yeah. could say, um, and getting put on his back. Uh, I went and rewatched or, or watched all of Volk's matches from CKLV. He's super strong, very athletic, um, very strong hips. He's it, it's almost impossible to take him down conventionally. It feels like. But certain doesn't like conventional takedowns. So. That's true. Well, and a position that he talked about trying to improve on and he worked on a lot over the summer was that finishing out the back. And that's mm -hmm. one that he's really going to need against someone like Volk, uh, just with Volk's athleticism and, and how he moves. Um, Volk has a really good dive role when you've got a leg in the air. He works an underhook a lot. Um, he's, he's solid from top. He's not necessarily a big turner. Uh, he's super hard to ride from bottom. Um, so it, it's going to be a tough match, but it's one of the matches where, you know, in March, either of these guys could finish literally anywhere on the podium. But if certain kind of wants to, especially for certain, if he wants to establish himself as like maybe a next tier kind of guy, start mm -hmm. to break into that top 10, then uh, this is, this is going to be the match to do it. Absolutely. And it's going to be, I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, there's there'll be some other good matches, but this I think is going to take the cake for like most exciting, or at least has the potential to. Be. Oh yeah, I I feel like this match it may only have like three or four um, sequences of of real real big action, but when they're going to be happens, wild every time, it's going to be big again. Uh, talked last week about testing certain patients. It's going to be kind of a similar thing. Like you know, we've talked a lot about how he has grown a lot mentally just from the outside from from our perspective and and getting a chance to get this win and getting an opponent like this who who can make you want to force things not necessarily by slowing things down but just just creating these big moments uh we'll we'll have to see how that goes yeah i'm really excited for it i am too so moving on to 133 this one could be a little bit more of a question mark maybe not but you know seltzer's typically the starter here but he went 0-2, like we said, at the Cougar Clash, while Cade Moore ended up coming in fourth. So it's possible we could see either of them. Um, interestingly, if Moore gets pulled into this uh, duel, it'll be kind of a repeat of what happened last year when he also got pulled into the Wyoming duel. Yeah, last year he wrestled uh, Joe Greenwood at 141. Dropped that match, but Greenwood's super tough. This year, though, uh, it's Cooper Birdwell for, uh, for Wyoming, so... Um, and he used to be a uh, used to wrestle for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, and transfer. So, um, again, not ranked, but has some close losses to ranked guys. So I think this is going to be one where uh, he's a tough guy to wrestle, and it I think it could depend on who Mizzou sends out. But it's going to be kind of a a bit of a a fight to see which one of these guys maybe is closer to kind of fitting into the rankings either. Or their guy or ours. Yeah, it's one of those things with Seltzer having those struggles uh, with his weight that I think is going to be really interesting. Coach Smith, I asked him about 184 with Whiting and Hawks, and he talked about how, you know, Whiting is, is he's a hot freshman right now. You can't take a guy like that out. Um, so I'm curious to see what the plan is for almost the opposite for, for a young guy in Seltzer. Do you? Do you take him out? Do you let him try to get his weight under control without having to to compete necessarily for a minute? You know, this is a conference duel. These matches are important. Uh, not a lot of tournaments on the schedule. You can still send him to some and get matches, but uh, just I'm curious to see who they end up sending out. I do think Moore has the 
There is a bit of a question if Trey Crawford can make a surprise appearance. No, we haven't seen him. I don't, yeah, I don't know where he's been. I know he was registered for the Clash, but ended up not going. Um, you know, if he can get in there, that would be big. Uh, but if not, I I feel like I'm leaning towards seeing more. I have no idea. We'll see. Uh, just have to kind of see where if Seltzer gets his weight right mm-hmm. and can compete like he can at 133 consistently then he has, I mean, he was right there with the top 10 guy, you know. And and coaches know what they're seeing in the room, and it could definitely be like kind of like certain mentioned, just kind of a tough cut. And then like you talked about, like back-to-back, you know, doing that cut twice in a row. And and like you said, Coach Smith has been doing it for a while. He is. This is not the first uh, young guy who's had weight troubles in college. It certainly is not. Um, So, you know, whoever he puts out is going to be the right choice. but Birdwell, tough guy, massive quads. It's going to be Oh, is tough. this the guy you were talking about? This? Yes. Uh, his Wyoming, uh, or when they wrestled Campbell, his, his, I was like, his legs are huge. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not that tall, but he's got huge legs. But uh, pr- probably a match that might come down to, to one takedown kind of deal. Yeah. Um, or, or mat wrestling. So we'll see. Um, now, a match where you're going to see some points is probably going to be at 141. We're going to have Josh Edmond uh, versus number 32, Cole Brooks. I think Edmonds is going to be able to <clears throat> probably handle Brooks and honestly score a lot of points. But Brooks is a big point scorer himself, even though he's lost some close matches. The ones that he's won, he's won with a lot of bonus points. Yeah, it, that that has uh, that has potential. I could see Edmond running away with it. Uh, Brooks is a true freshman, but, you know. And Edmonds looks so solid this yeah, year. Yeah, but. Brooks is going to be right there trying to probably throw the kitchen sink at him. You get these young guys that are coming in top, top three team, then, and they're going to leave it all in the mat. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be a good match too. Um, 149, Logan Joffrey coming in ranked number 20. He gets another test against number 15, Gabe Willichell. Uh, Willichell was a transfer for Edinburgh. He qualified for them in 2022 at 141 pounds and, redshirted last year now he's at wyoming uh looking pretty solid like i said he's number 15 right now uh finished seventh at cklv hasn't gotten any big wins at this weight just yet um but has looked really solid uh he's got good length um he's good at getting the legs he's he's i've watched his cklv matches as well he snatched some ankles uh got got good reach kind of the opposite of a guy like mcdougall the last match Mm -hmm. so uh, very different style. I'm curious to see how Joffrey adjusts to to, to things like that. Um, we've seen his scrambling offensively quite a bit so far, but uh, should be a good chance to see how he how he wrestles when a guy's in on his leg. Mm-hmm. Although in that McDougal match in overtime, it did look like McDougal was going to win before Joffrey got yep. it. So again, just. Another chance for Joffrey to get a ranked win and and, and just a good climb chance those too. I mean, he had yeah. such hard matches like right off the jump in, in some I, of those first schools. Yeah. And so to have what he had last week and then and then this week's another good, you know, not I don't want to say realistic test, but like more, you know, more in like a let's see where he actually should be in the rankings. Is 20 a little bit low? Maybe he should be in the teens. Yeah. Uh, and first time in the lineup, how is he gonna keep developing week to week? How's he gonna look? I will also say uh o'toole mentioned that joffrey was a little banged up um last and you talked about how last time mizzou sent out some non-starters some young guys against wyoming 
you know, Carter McAllister at 149 pounds. Hey, how do you wrestle a top 15 guy? You know, what is something Might be like, a good test. Could, yeah. could be a good opportunity for something like that where, you know, the team score isn't going to necessarily come into play too much. Um, 157 pounds, Brock Mahler gets Cooper Voorhees. Uh, Voorhees was actually, he had a solid year last year um, at 165 or two years ago at 165, went 23 and 12. Redshirted last year and went 17 and 5 at 157. He's 0-4 this year, but not not necessarily any bad losses. Just kind of just kind of how the season's gone for mm -hmm. him. Um, mostly for Brock, it's just hey, come out. Let's see you score all the points again. Yeah, Let's get to a tech this time. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty much it right there. Although I mean, Voorhees is a cool wrestling name. It is. It is a little a cool, scary. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It is a cool wrestling name. Um, after that, we'll get we'll get Keegan on tool against an unranked guy, uh, Brett McIntosh. Uh, he was a 174 last year, went seven and fifteen, three and three this year. Um, he's lost almost exclusively by bonus points, usually by a major. So um, I don't think that there's going to be a problem for Keegan to get exactly where he wants to go and probably lock up a, a cradle and a pin, or or maybe you know mix it up and do a new a new technique to get to a pin this year. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely. Keegan's just going to do Keegan things. Um, I totally expect him to get big bonus points. Um, 174, Peyton Mako. He'll get a true freshman in Riley Davis. Um, Davis is a guy who might be a little under the radar. He's he's super tough. He had a crazy match against Campbell earlier this year where he was down. I mean, he was about to get teched, and then he ends up losing 16 to 15. Uh, just a, a insane match. He's very fun to watch. Um, but, you know, coming off – Mako's just dominant performance against Piccolo. Got to go with Mako here. Probably ideally putting up bonus points, yeah. maybe getting another tech. Again, um, this is just that point scoring section in the lineup. Yeah. And it's just Wyoming's going to be tough for sure. And, and they'll, they're going to throw some things and um, they're well coached. Head coach Mark Branch is, is a great coach, but just kind of when you get up here, unless something really crazy happens, then you can only do so much when you're some of these young guys. Um, then moving on to 184, we've got the newly top 10 ranked uh, Clayton Whiting yeah. uh, against an unranked guy, Ethan uh, Duca, Dusa. Ethan Duca is how I've been saying it, sure. but I'm not sure. Um, he transferred from Edinburgh as well, like Gabe Willichill, like you talked about. Um, at, for his two years at Edinburgh, he's at 184, 24 and 14, redshirted last season. He's kind of always kind of sat on the bubble there. Um, but with Clayton Whiting kind of on the streak that he is, I think that this is going to be one, another opportunity to maybe show uh, a really offensive uh, situation, but maybe also see some different types of offense from Whiting would be really exciting to see here. Yeah. That, that lefty high crotch is, is just lethal right now. I know. I want to see what else he's got. I know. I, I'd love to see some more. I would love to see Duca get to legs or at least try. Um, and just to see, see how, how Whiting can fight it off. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to pick against Whiting right now. Um, one ninety seven. This is another solid match on paper. You got number three Rocky Elam versus number twenty one Joey Novak. Um, that two hour weigh in for Rocky, I think, will be good uh, this early in the season. I would totally expect to see him here. Joey Novak, he's coming off a really solid CKLV where he finished uh, eighth. Um, another true freshman for Wyoming. I was say, it's a young team. It, it really is. They're and gonna be. They're gonna be a problem in a few years. I bet. Yeah, it's it's you know I've 
small Big 12 team, really cool to see them having the success they, they're, they're having and these young guys are having success and you can see what the future could hold for them. Um, but Novak, he just took out number 27, number 24, number 22 at CKLV. Uh, you know, Rocky got a solid win at, against number 17, an experienced guy from Minnesota, too, uh, who's a multiple or who qualified at heavyweight last year. So uh, Novak's tough. He could definitely challenge things for Rocky, but in, in some of his other matches where Novak's lost, it's been kind of one sided. So ideally, you see Rocky come out here and and get a major and and kind of push his gas tank, test himself a little bit and and get some bonus points, if not go for a tech or, or even a pin, if he can, you know, true freshman, Rocky's a stud from top. So really working that top game and, and putting up some points. Yeah. And then to finish it off, Zach ends up getting a true freshman as well, or no, a red shirt freshman, uh, Kevin Zimmer. Um, Zimmer is four and three on the season. He's young. He's not ranked, um, but he's, he can be fun to watch. Sometimes he kind of lets it go, goes for something big. So it might be exciting to see, how he does. He's a bit of a smaller heavyweight. So kind of reminds me of Zach at, from his freshman year with, yep. with his build. I so. think he played quarterback in high school or something. I feel like I heard that on one of the broadcasts. A little bit of the, you got to choose between football and wrestling when you're one of those heavyweights. Yeah. 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 So I don't think there's going to be a problem for Zach to, to take this one, but hopefully, you know, take it by tech or and do some kind of release or maybe get a pin if he can. That'd be great too. Yeah. Zach comes out aggressive working that front headlock. As a big man trying to put, take you over. So it's hard to be a regular heavyweight fighting that off. It's a lot harder when you're a smaller a heavyweight. Small, yeah. Sign. Um, and I don't know how small Zimmer is. He's, he, like I said, he's got some good length to him. So, but yeah, it feels like Mizzou's going to take the duel pretty strongly. Um, that's, I wouldn't be surprised to see some different guys maybe in the lineup. Uh, 133 is a spot to keep an eye on for mm -hmm. sure. Um, and then the big match at 125 and then 149 is another big one as far as rankings go. Uh, but that's kind of the duel. Yeah, it should be an exciting one. Um, we'll do media again afterwards. So make sure you're following all the stuff James does for those interviews to come out They're They're really insightful and really cool to hear from. And, and we get different guys usually every time in addition to Coach Smith. So um, it's a cool opportunity to ask them um, a lot of questions. Yeah, but. Um, I think that's all for us. Again, thank you to our uh, sponsor, Wrestling Central. Please go check them out at wrestling-central.net for all of your uh, custom wrestling and Mizzou wrestling needs. Um, and you know what we say. Mizzou is a wrestling school. Bye. <laughs>